Welcome to Pierce Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 270. Yeah. And it's a crazy time right now. So crazy. I'm a little tired. You're tired. I mean, a little exhausted. You know, and I've looked through some of the uh, the comments that we've had on like our uh, Cyber Monday and Black Friday, oh, you yeah. know, how people have done on eBay. And it seems like a lot of people kind of experience what I experienced. I mean, I had a few sales, but it wasn't kind of what it was before. Did you have a lot of uh, sales for Cyber Monday? So I wasn't, it was interesting. I wasn't surprised. I, I think we've said it before that usually when it comes to, to eBay and even to Amazon, like Black Friday and Cyber Monday aren't the days. Just because those are days that where people are looking for the deals. I mean, you think about, you personally are probably looking for deals on those days for yourself. And no, not me. I'm a, okay. I, I, I'm breaking okay. away from consumerism. Okay. It, it's been a struggle. <laughs> it's funny. We're a podcast about reselling. You're breaking away from consumerism. Working on it. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, no, from, from the aspect of, no, uh, I know, I know of, what you're of, saying of being, I don't mind uh, capitalizing on consumerism, but I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, to participate in it in the sense of I'm contributing by spending my own monies. No, I get it. I get it. No, no, I totally understand. And obviously you're still a big believer in buying secondhand. Cause yeah. that's where the deals are. So, that's right. but I, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised by the comments in the sense that like, it's, that's typically how it goes, you know, like black Friday for me. And, and again, we, we were, we already talked about black Friday and all that, you know, in our previous update episode, but this is like part two, that update episode, because, you know, we, we're, we're trying to fit everything in here and we'll have our overall update episode about, uh, you know, whole Q4 here in January. But Black Friday was a slow day for me on Amazon. And the reason being is that everybody's looking for deals, right? And everything that I'm selling <laughs> is not a deal. Do you get what I'm saying? Because yep. I'm doing retail arbitrage, right? So I'm buying things on the low and I'm selling them for high due to the demand and due to the value of the item, right? And so I wasn't surprised. Now, if you did a you know Black Friday sale on your eBay store and you put everything at 50%, then you probably would have had a crazy day. Let us know. Did any of you do that? Did any of you put some crazy sale on that day? How did it turn out? Can you, as a uh, as not Amazon, can but like as a third party seller on Amazon, can you do like lightning deals? You could. Mm. You could. I mean, but but that's the thing. It, it defeats the whole purpose of me doing Amazon, right? And again, are there items right now that I've picked up and I'm selling for over a hundred percent of what I source them for? Yeah, sure I am. But I know, you know, we're almost. Uh, by this time, like right now that this episode is dropping, we are like, this is day one of the craziness, mm. right? Maybe it's like day three, maybe, you know, a couple of days ago on Monday, things really began to take off, but it's the first two full weeks of December where it's just nuts. Like it is, it is wild and it's even wild on eBay. I anticipate eBay is going to be kind of crazy for us because I've already seen it happening. I'm having a lot of toys that I couldn't send into Amazon because they were like garage sales stuff that I picked up or, or there were stuff from Amazon that got returned last year uh, that I just kept in my inventory and they're selling like just random toys. And I, I and here's the thing, we're going to really know uh, how bad the supply chain crunch is in the next couple of days. Right. Because we, we already know that stores are empty uh, by like the third full week of December, like the week before Christmas stores are pretty empty by then. Right. And that and a lot of resellers make a lot of money during that time, but it may be even earlier. So I don't know. Anyways, what's going on with you, though, before I talk too much about what's going on with me? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I have my, I've definitely been making sales, which has been nice. We've been doing some listings. I haven't sourced in a little while, uh, mostly because we took a family vacation, which was, you know, it was super awesome. We took my son, four years old, now uh, both sons actually. So we traveled on an airplane with a four year old and a four month old. All right, pretty pretty crazy. But we went all the way to Florida, so from California. At least they were to both four month old. That, that, I guess that's true. Yeah, I don't know. The four year old was a little bit harder in some ways. Like we didn't have to hold him, but you got to keep him entertained. Yeah. Whereas the four month old, it's just like. You know, you hold them and then they're happy. What did parents do before iPads? Books, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, reading—that's an—that's a good skill to have. But um, <laughs> so you know, we 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 flew to Florida and it was cool. We did an Airbnb, and I was just thinking it was funny because we we stayed in an Airbnb that was literally a half a mile away from a timeshare that my wife's parents used to have. Okay, and we went on our—I think it was like our fourth anniversary or fifth anniversary to this timeshare so it's kind of like oh I, I recognize this area uh, and they ended up getting rid of the timeshare but it's just amazing to see like airbnb this airbnb was way nicer than their timeshare hmm. and i think we paid like 85 dollars a night and it was like a two-bedroom house it was already like it had toys and a, kid's, a night that's yeah, not bad and it had ki- like a crib in there and it had toys and it was like completely childproof it was like, such a cool experience and i was just thinking like man it's just like airbnb has totally had to have ruined the timeshare market like I'm sure Marco's bad to begin with. And I would love to, I mean, I, I feel like had I had a little bit more money, if I had the capital, cause right now I'm hoping to eventually buy my own house here pretty soon. But if I didn't, if I was in a place where I could get an investment property, like man, just Airbnb, if, especially if you're, you're close by it where you can run it yourself yeah. Um, or, you know, hire a cleaning crew to, to take care of it. Cause where we stayed, the people who were there, they were actually in, they live in uh, England. And so they hire a, like a cleaning crew to kind of maintain it. But I'm just thinking like they bought the place for, I think it was like $140,000 and it's like a, like a resort type place. Like, so there's condos, there was a condo that we stayed at, but it had like pool and a splash pad and like zip lining. Like it was just like a full on resort mm-hmm. almost. And I, I was looking at it. They're booked now from now until um, like almost this time next year, they're already booked. And oh. to think like they're making minimum and I'm sure like as peak seasons and stuff, they raise their prices. Mm-hmm they're easily having whatever their mortgage would have been doubled every month by Airbnb. Oh, yeah. And whenever they want to come, they've got a free place to stay. Yeah. You know, so not only are they making money, but they're they're not just making money, but they're also building equity at the same time in, a, in a, an actual real property. And so I, I kind of look at reselling. We've talked a lot about reselling as being a uh, an avenue or a source into um, other sources of income, actually being able to make money through other streams of, of revenue. And man, something like, whether it's rental, I don't see, I don't think I'd ever be a landlord again, but you know, Airbnb, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of people who've done really, really well on it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, even I, I've joked around about buying this property that I'm on, which it would be, at least we're talking about two mil, something like that. It's crazy. But you know, one way that I'd be able to offset that would be to build, you know, like a the small structure. And even though I, you know, we're kind of country, like what the beach is what 30 minutes away yeah. like people would buy. i mean our airbnbs in san diego are sold out all the time oh yeah i mean especially like when something like comic-con comes in i know people oh, yeah. who airbnb their houses like they go and f- stay with friends during comic really yeah and then they airbnb their house and it pays for like their month's mortgage that's just crazy for like you know four days of, of airbnb their house out so yeah it's so i i say all this because as i resell and as i you know try and and build equity and build money mm-hmm. and, and and raise my capital and all of those things, I'm looking at other ways to to increase. And so 
you should, no matter what you're doing in life, you should be kind of looking around and saying like, how, how is it if you're, if you are, we talked about capitalism in the beginning and consumerism in any situation, you're, you're either the one spending the money or you're the one making the money. Mm -hmm. So if you're spending money on anything, you kind of got to ask yourself, can I get a piece of this pie? Is there some way that mm -hmm. I can tap into this and, and make some money doing this? And so, you know, that's a, it was just kind of a, a cool little thing that I was there. And then I'll kind of give a random story too. So we were at Disney world and one of the first shops that we went into is after Pirates of the Caribbean. And my son wanted like a, one of those foam swords. So we're in line to get him this foam sword and on their register, right at the front, it says limit two items per SKU uh, per customer. And I'm like, holy cow. Like they're not even letting you buy more than two of any item here right now. And it was, it's Disney world's 50th anniversary. Um, and so just thinking like, man, I wonder how much of this stuff is like really like collectible and valuable because it's 50th mm -hmm. anniversary, special edition stuff. And so I didn't spend any time like scanning things. We did do one thing because my my mom went with us and she, so my son's grandma, bought my son this really big like monorail. And it's a, okay. it's a 50th anniversary. It's like remote control monorail. And it was in a really big box and we had to literally take it apart and like shove it in our, our suitcases. So we didn't have any room to take anything else with us. Like we we're already packed out. But I looked them up on on eBay at the time. I'm like, man, I could I could make $75 per each one of these, right? Yeah. Selling these on eBay. Um, I'm like thinking, should I open this one for my son or should I sell it? And I'm like, no, no, my grandma's getting it for him. We've got to, we've got to let him play with it. He's so excited. You know, he's only going to play with it twice though. No, I mean, he's, he's into it. He really okay, likes okay. it. All right. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so even then I was thinking, how do we have said, you know what? If I didn't have two kids with me, I would have paid for an extra suitcase and I could have filled it up with stuff from Disney world. I know they don't like that. Uh, but I probably could have made the trip pay for itself. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, you know, here, here's the thing. It, those monorails, like usually those are one of the more collectible items. Mm -hmm. Right. I remember one of the biggest flips I had this past year was a monorail. I think I sold it for like 500. Mm -hmm. I, I paid, I did pay. I think I paid like 50 bucks at a, it was Disney collector. Uh, no, that was, yeah. I it was like a glass one though, wasn't it? No, no, it was, it was, no, it was a collectible piece. It just wasn't remote control. I mean, the lights turned on and everything, but, it was, it was a nice piece. You know, I had to sit on it for a while. So no, but I'm glad you're able, you know, like again, we are pure hustle. So we are about reselling. Right. But there's, we're also about, Hey, building, right. You know, we talk about financial literacy and maybe we'll start doing some level up reviews here uh, soon again. Right. Cause I know a lot of you are hoping we do those. I, I kind of miss those, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. So I got, I got a, I got a lot going on. So I wanted to share one, one story. Um, before I talk about updating. Uh, but before we get started real quick, hey, thank you to all of you that have helped us out on buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. Uh, I know that it's been super busy right now and, and Mike and I are hoping before uh, Christmas, maybe we'll do a, a quick Zoom uh, meetup. Uh, we do have some dates aligned. So definitely want to do that. Maybe it'll be right. You know, it'll be during the day of this episode. Well, we'll see. Okay. But, but it's been crazy, but we are grateful. We know all of you understand. And so all of you have been really helpful. Uh, send us nice notes. Thank you for all you've done. We appreciate it. And if you haven't signed up yet, we'd love for you to sign up, uh, buy me a coffee.com slash pure hustle. It, you know, membership just five bucks a month. And it's just a membership to say, thank you to, to say, Hey, appreciate what you guys put out there. Uh, we never have a paywall. We've always been out there uh, just producing content to help others level up their standard of living. And so I just want to say thank you. There's a link below uh, for buymecoffee.com slash pure hustle. So um, 
you know, you, you talk about the idea of, you know, how re and you've said this before, how reselling has allowed you to do a lot more. Right. And it's funny. I had a conversation today with, with a family member and it was a tough conversation. Uh, the, the, the reason it was tough was because, you know, and they're probably not going to hear this podcast, but you know, I'm still staying pretty guarded, but it, it was one of those that, you know, I think those of us that are Gen X or earlier, right? I don't know about Mike, who's a, you're a millennial, right? Yeah, okay. I'm in. I'm in that generation. You're, you're that group, but hey, I'm Gen X. Is we we had our day of everybody saying bad stuff about us, mm. so and people probably still do. But you know, up until Gen X, I feel like it was always like go to school, and if you want to make a lot of money and you want to do well financially, you got to go to college. Yeah, and that's right? because that worked for the boomers. Yeah, and. You know, this individual I know very close, per, you know, close to me or a close family member, you know, has been attempting to like finish up school for a long time, mm. a long time. We're talking about like years. Right. And every time I have a conversation with them, it's always like, hey, if I could just get this degree, I could do this and I'd be making this much. Mm. And then, you know, they're like, I don't know. How about this degree or this degree? Right. And then, you know, they're always, you know, trying to just figure out how to make it. And I finally told him, I said, you know what? How about you just don't go to school? Yep. How about you just go out there, get two to three jobs, do some reselling, do whatever it takes to amass a good amount of money. And then you can figure out what you're going to do with it. Whether you're going to invest, you know, stock market, whether you're going to do crypto, uh, you know, whether you want to just go reselling as a side hustle, whether you, I mean, you want to do coding, whatever you want to do. But right now at this day and age, you waiting for two to three years to hopefully get a degree that will hopefully pay you. And you're going to have debt from it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a dream. Yeah. Like it's just a dream. And the hard part is, and I know it sounds terrible because I used to be a school administrator. Yeah. And, but the hard part with that is it, we're coming from a place where we're both college educated. We both have our masters. Correct. So this is like, if I could go back and do it again, I, I, I don't think I would have gone to school. See, um, I still would do it all. I'm just talking about if you're in a place where you need to make money. Yeah. School is not the way to do it. Well, and again, like, I love my, my job. Thoughts. So so if you had a, a specific job where like you can't do this job unless you go to school. So if you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, you're going to work in medicine, something like that, it makes sense. But most people graduating from colleges are getting degrees, which I mean, you know, the, the common ones, psychology, sociology, even the humanities of some kind, like unless they're going to go into teaching of that, most people aren't going to actually make money in that field. And so they end up in a bunch of debt and it's, it's a really bad situation. And the hard part is, it's not that schooling is bad, but we're no longer in that economic system. Like the 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 boomer generation, right? They it was much easier. For you know, them. we have some boomer listeners, by the way. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm <laughs> just, just saying. Like, no. Well, no, what I'm saying is the boomer yeah. generation that yeah. that that model worked. You could you could go to college, hundred percent. It was very cheap, and you could easily make get a job right out of college, making much. Nowadays, a bachelor's degree is almost like the new high school diploma. And yeah. honestly, for a lot of companies, unless you absolutely need it, a little bit of apprenticeship in their field, the experience, they'd prefer that. I would argue that even certain master's degrees are the same. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, like as a teacher, you almost have to to be a public school teacher. You almost need to have your master's degree. And it's I mean, there's a lot of benefits. I love being a teacher. I, I, I don't regret that. But, you know, all of it to say that if I, if you're a younger person listening um, my advice would be, unless you absolutely knew, like this is a specific engineering field. If you're going into the hard sciences uh, or medicine, it makes sense. But if you're going to go into the humanities and you're not planning on teaching with it, you're probably better off getting a trade or going getting some experience. Right? I, I know some people who 
spend a ton of money. I don't know people who spent money going to like cinematography school, but I know that people do that and they get into huge debt to go to school. And I know other people who get an apprenticeship, they start working for those, they do their own stuff. And before long, they're making more money. See, I differ a little bit with your opinion, like in the sense that, and I don't think you're wrong. I think you're right. I just think there's many paths, you know? And so, for example, so for me, it's, if there's a, if there's an individual that's in a bad financial place and they're hoping that if they start going to school, that they're going to get that degree and that degree is going to promise them, you know, a good amount of money and they're going to be able to take care of themselves. I think that's a bad scenario, right? If, if you are a young individual, okay. And you're in, you're in high school and you want to, you know, progressing your learning and maybe you want to take a humanities course. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. As long as you go in with the understanding that it's not guaranteed to you that you're going to make money coming out. So you better learn other, other things on the side to be able to make sure that you get out of school, you know, without a ton of debt to make sure that, you know, in case you don't get a job right off the bat, you're still going to make a good income uh, coming out of college. I mean, I just think that like if I had an 18 year old son who's considering and I could push either way, I'd be like, okay, you can spend four years really not working, going to college. Cause you know, that's probably the best way to do it. So you can focus on your studies mm-hmm. Four years. You're not going to be working and you're going to, you're going to get debt, probably minimum $40,000 debt. If you just go to a state school and live at home, mm-hmm. right? Up to way more than that. If you don't go to a state school and you, or you, you, you live on campus, all those things, let's just say bare minimum, you make $30,000 a year as a, as a waiter, as you know, working on your trade, you're learning how to code, whatever it is you're doing. You do that for the same four years. You got $120,000 live at home that same time, right? Now you got $120,000 in the bank. You're investing it. Don't touch that money. Now, after that four years, you've definitely got enough experience in whatever field you've been working in to be either a manager in that field or to, to, to j- jump into like, okay, now I've got my computer coding experience, whatever it is. And you just start doing that. And then that within 10 years, that $120,000 has doubled because of its investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now in, 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 in 14 years, you've got half a million or a quarter million dollars in the bank. You don't have any debt and, and you've got a, a productive skill versus somebody 10 years out of college is probably just starting to make the money that they were hoping to make. And they've got debt. And they've got no money in the bank, right? Like, so it's just, I don't know. I, I think for most people, that's probably the better way. And all that to say, like, I think reselling is a good option for making money while you're doing that and, and learning how to, how to run your own business. Because, yeah, when you hear people say, I'm going to college to become an entrepreneur or to become a business owner, it's like, bro, you don't need to do that. Like, yeah, yeah, nobody's yeah. going to check your, all that no, information I, I is free. That. I, I'm, I'm still a strong believer in going to school. Like my, for my kids, it's not an option. They're going to go to college. Uh, and even the colleges that they're going to do not accept a lot of uh, funding. And so, you know, I, I they're going to have to figure things out. Right. And so I, I, I the only reason I have this conversation is because, again, reselling came to the forefront because to me, it was like, hey, why don't you start reselling? Right. Not not saying that it's easy. We've always said that, it, you know, the mechanics of it are easy, but actually doing it is the difficult part. and. I was like, why don't you do that? Because the amount of time you're going to waste, right? Looking for this job or looking for that job and doing stuff that you don't like. And at the same time, you're trying to go to school. Like, it's just not going to work, right? You're going to have to figure out, are you going to go and and hit the pavement and hustle and do three jobs? Uh, And maybe are you better off, you know, trying to learn how to resell or trying to learn how to, you know, code. I mean, I, you know, this person lives in the Bay area, so there's plenty of programs through Google and stuff like that. And so 
you know, and it's free. So again, I, the only reason I say that is, you know, as, as part of this podcast, you know, we we're very big on financial literacy and, and helping people, you know, not only just sustain themselves, but better themselves economically. And, uh, we're just, I don't know. I just, I wanted to bring this up cause we're in a different time. Mm. We're, we're in a different time. And again, I, I, I do think I differ with Mike. I'm wholeheartedly all about, I think people should go to college, not just for the academic experience, but for just the college experience. And there's so much that you learn during that time that you can't learn anywhere else, but that's a whole nother conversation. And mm. I, I don't know. I, I have no regrets. All right. Now, um, update on how things are going here. Here's let's get back to Q4. So Q, I got to tell you, and I, I've said this, I said this in the other podcast, this is probably the one for me. Maybe I'm off. Let me know. And I do Amazon. It's probably been one of the more difficult Q4s. And I think it's for two reasons. Uh, three reasons, actually. One, I was spoiled last year. Man, last year it was, it was, it was easy. It was, it was, I mean, I can use every single idiom, you know, shooting fish in a barrel, whatever you want to say it, but it was, it was easy. I mean, the reason it was easy was one, uh, most people didn't want to go out. And so there was less competition Two, There was an overflow of, of items because people weren't going out and three, because people weren't going out, everybody was online this year. there's a lot, I think working against, uh, Q4 reselling. Uh, first of all, I, I do, th- I do see, uh, not, not saying the media, but I, I see a lot of news reports now going, Hey, if you actually want your stuff, you probably should go to a store because of shipping. Right. And so shipping, I feel is, is becoming an issue. I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting people message me on Amazon stuff that I sold early November and it's December. They're like, Hey, I'd like a refund. I haven't gotten my item yet. I'm like what, what am I supposed to do with that? Right. Uh, also, the supply chain issue has become an issue because the, the off price stores that used to go to, there used to be a ton of name brand inventory. Now it's kind of the, uh, I don't know, growing up, like you'd go into the city. Like I grew up in the city, I grew up in San Francisco and you go to these mom and pop stores and it, it would be like Chuck Norris toys, but they weren't like the official Chuck Norris toys. They were like the, you know, Chuck Norris is like two feet tall instead of he's only supposed to be like 18 inches or whatever. And, uh, I'm seeing those toys a lot out there. And so it's been harder. It's been harder to source because people want name brands when it comes to Q4, right? They're not looking for generic private label stuff. So I find that that's been difficult. And on top of that, I've had a lot more competition. And so I've whittled everything down to just a few items that have, you know, less than 30 sellers on the listings. But that means I have to travel more. I have to go out more. I have to, you know, hustle a lot more. And on top of that, uh, eBay though, eBay has been fire, but I think it's been fired because I'm just, I'm just selling to- like hot wheels. Mm. Like, I'm sorry. Everyone that follows on Instagram, all I'm posting is like hot wheel stuff. Probably every third post is like some hot wheel thing that's sold. But you know, luckily that's what I was able to pick up before. And it's just, it's been good. So have you had, have you had, you know, I know you shared your random story. Have you had any random like requests for returns or, or to drop a price or anything? Um, no, I mean, uh, I've had a lot more like uh, desire for like combined shipping on things, which is okay, nice okay. Um, where people are buying like two ofs of stuff. So I'm assuming okay. it's like Christmas. That's good. Yeah, no, it's good. But, you know, it's it's always a little interesting, especially like one of them was a uh, uh, was an overseas. So it was global shipping. Okay. So I didn't it's like, OK, with this one, like, let's just make a new listing with both of them on there because that way we can get the right package size. So you're going to actually have the right shipping price because we have no 
because they wanted to do combined shipping. And so they, we had to, we had to negotiate a shipping value, but then also tell them, but we have no control over what the uh, global shipping program shipping value is yeah, going to yeah. be. So, you know, this is our deal. And we were like, who knows? Cause they don't know until they like go to buy. You so know? you just created a new listing. We made a new listing and then luckily they ended up buying it, but they ended up spending. And it was crazy. Cause uh, initially they were wanting like, you know, $15 off of shipping. And so I was like, oh man, they're worried about $15 for shipping on these yeah. items. Yeah, and yeah. you know, they want to get a deal and they ended up spending like an extra $60 on shipping. So like, they wanted these items. So it worked out, but you know, we've had to have, uh, we've had to do a few of those things, but we haven't had tons of uh, weird like returns or other requests. Well, a couple of things about yours is if you do global shipping, understand that unless a person puts items in the cart and then buys it, you can't do combined shipping, which I wish eBay would fix it. So if you, you get what I'm saying, like right. somebody sends you an offer, you accept, they pay, and then they do it again, you won't be able to combine those two items. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, those of you that are, that are new, I strongly do suggest do what Mike did. Just create a new, new, uh, new listing. It's pretty easy. Just, you know, right click, save, you know, some of the photos, upload those, just put a quick description about what it is, and then you should be good to go. Yeah. Or, or, it, you know, like for our situation, we only had two of them. So it was just end listing, sell similar. And change the quantity instead of changing the oh, quantity yeah, to two, yeah. we just said two times, you know, of these. Oh, there you go. There you go. So I've had weirdness. And again, I ask you because I want to know if it's just me. So I had one where I've had these requests for returns that are like three months old. Mm. Like somebody, somebody bought somebody bought a buckle like back in September and they're like, hey, can I return this? Thanks. And I'm like, no, it's been over 30 days. They're like, come on, it's never been used. And I'm like, no. And then, then you get the, I'm going through a lot of personal issues. It'd be great. But here's the thing. I know I sound like a Scrooge McDuck saying no, but number one, everybody has problems. Okay. Number two, how do you know? Like, how do you know? Like you have no re really way of knowing. I got another message. Somebody, this is, this is the word. I hate it when people try to negotiate after they already accepted the offer. Mm. Somebody already accepted an offer. Then they came up with the story that, they bought this coat for someone who got in a car wreck because it meant a lot to them. And they're wondering if I could drop the price some more. And I was like, no, unfortunately I can't, you know, we already agreed to this. Then they sent me a picture of the wreckage. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to lie. I just, I don't know what to do with that. No. So I just, I just said, you know, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. That reminds me of, so I, I used to be a landlord and I had a tenant who, it was like every excuse in the book, right? Like my, my transmission went out. I'm not gonna be able to pay. Can you give me extra time? And I was a super lenient landlord and she ended up destroying my property. It was a terrible situation. Uh, we ended up selling that house cause it was just a nightmare. And, um, I talked to another guy I met at like a barbecue. It was like a family friend's friend or something. Okay. And he was a landlord. And one of the things he said that has always stuck with me is all I'm a landlord. I've got multiple properties. And he goes, you kind of have to be heartless with that stuff. He says, because like, they'll give you every excuse in the book. He said, I had one tenant who was like, you know, my, my father died and I have to pay for the casket. Uh, so I'm not gonna be able to pay rent. And his response was, no, I'm paying for the casket if you don't pay rent. Right. You're, you're, you've decided. So ultimately that's my money. And so, yeah, a lot of times with stuff like that, like, I mean, you, as a eBay seller, it's a little different. You're talking about 20, $30, but, but a lot of times, yeah, you're going to have customers who are going to give you sob stories and you've got a return policy. So whatever your return policy is, you know, stick with it. And you kind of got to look at whatever sob story somebody gives you really, if it's like, I have to pay for, you know, like 
that example, which is pretty extreme, like a casket for my father. It's like, no, you're asking me to pay for the casket for your father. That is pretty savage, though. I mean, it is, but, but, but it's that's. But I get, I get, I get, I get the 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 story. Like, right. I understand why why they framed it that way. But uh, no, I've been I've been getting stuff like that all the time. Now, it's normally you do. Normally, you get like, hey, I'm working for a charity. I'm trying to buy these, and I, you know, if I'm able to like verify the charity and stuff, I'll work out a deal. But I got to tell you, it's. I've been getting all kinds of requests like that. Um, and then, you know, individuals that I had somebody, it was the 30 days ended at midnight, 1156 PM. These shoes are, are, are worn out. And I, and, you know, I'd accepted it. So I was going to give them a refund. Then they messaged me. They're like, I can't believe you're selling more trash. What's wrong with you? I'm like, bro, I gave you the option to return it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They're looking for a discount because they never returned it, you know, and it just drives me crazy. Now, I will say I've talked about this in a previous podcast. If you offer free returns, okay, 30 day free returns, you're a top rated seller. What I've been doing lately is when people have been doing the whole renting thing, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like that person with the shoes, right? They, They buy the shoes. They wait until day 30 to return them. And they're saying that something's wrong with the shoe. I will give them a partial refund. And I've been doing that over and over again because I've had a lot of people. I don't know what it is lately. Maybe it's, the, you know, this downturn economy, this uh, non-transitory inflation. Recently, we just found out it wasn't transitory, which everybody knew it was. I mean, come on now. Uh, but I don't know what it is, but I'm finding a lot of people are, are renting. And, you know, my hustle of the week, you know what happened with that. My hustle of the week from two weeks ago that um that uh high oh, eight gosh, v, yeah. you know yeah, that sorry, that man. sony that i made like almost a thousand dollars on right it was returned and it was you know i i had to i had to take a return here's the thing they, they were telling me that the uh the device was moody like it wasn't working mm. it works perfectly fine they just rented it for me yep so i just listed it and well, i had, yeah they, they took their vhs's they put them on the dvds and they didn't need it anymore I, yeah, I know that's what happened. That hundred believe hundred percent believe that's what happened because it was working perfect. I think it actually worked better when I got it back. So I relisted it. I tacked on another two hundred dollars on top of it, and we'll see what happens with it. So yeah, it's been interesting. So all right, hey, before we move on to our next segment, if you have not been following us on on social media, we are Pierce the Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And you can also find us on. Twitter at Pure Hustle Cast. By the way, just give you guys a heads up. Anytime we bring up anything, I'm not trying to get political here. Okay. We're not a political podcast, but anytime I bring up anything about the health problem that we've had over the last two years, or I use the word inflation, Instagram has been pulling our posts. Yeah. We've, I, we keep getting uh, our posts pulled down and it's first like silly stuff. Like who knows? Like it's like it's so bizarre. And it, and it's not it's not troll. I mean, we have trolls that try to do that yeah. to us. But with those things, it's it's the algorithm that just like pulls it. Yeah. So so anyways, yeah, it's against their community guidelines, and it's like all we said is like this item sold really well. Like, so that's why I always say you never know. The day may come where Pure's podcast gets banned on Instagram. Yeah, we'll have to find <laughs> or on Twitter. So we'll have to find like an alternative tech. You know, source to we're just recently podcast. That's all we are. So, I mean, maybe we'll go in another direction one day. Who knows? But what I'm saying is, just make sure to follow us on social media. Uh, you know, it's funny because there's TikTok's like notorious for doing that, 
and uh you know we uh, it's we just do reselling content now maybe when we do some of our books maybe that you know but all of our books are pretty much a political free zone yeah. so I don't know. Anyways. All right. Hey, if you ever want to give us a call, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Forgot it for a moment. Or you can shoot us an email at purosopodcast at gmail.com. That's uh, purosopodcast at gmail.com. And as always, we are grateful for all of you that have come on over to our YouTube. Our YouTube is growing. We appreciate that. If you have been listening to podcasts and haven't checked us out on YouTube, please come over, subscribe, Smash that like button and hit that bell notification so you're notified whenever uh, videos pop up. And also, uh, you know, appreciate all of you doing the Apple iTunes reviews. They do help us. We are uh, the number one re- most reviewed uh, reselling podcast and the number one reselling podcast out there. And so we are grateful. And it's because of all of our awesome listeners. Uh, and uh, hey, another reason I would say, you know, keep with us on social media. I know some of you have been contacting us about a sponsor that we're going to talk about right now, AmericanBubbleBoy.com. Uh, you've been trying to get that bubble wrap for Q4. And, uh, you know, maybe we might have something in the works here pretty soon. So, you know, uh, if we if we drop it and may, we may not be able to drop it on the podcast because some of these we are pre-recording. And so you may just have to, you know, follow us on social media, check our stories and you may get a decent discount. So. Check right. us out there. Heck yeah. So, by the way, AmericanBubbleBoy.com. Ordered my stuff the other day. If you haven't ordered yet, my bubble wrap. Two days in the midst of Q4. Shows up at my door. No problem. And then I think you have to, like, an attach attach the shop app. I don't know if the shop app is, but I, I used it. And it was it was just nice knowing when my stuff was going to be here. So, so if you haven't yet, AmericanBubbleBoy.com. Uh, our promo code is Podcast, And uh, there may be... And others coming soon. So just check us out again in the link below. Great company, great product, AmericanBubbleBoy.com. Promo code Purosa Podcast. All right, it's time for our next segment. Shipping is bad. Amazon is doing stuff. Reselling keeps happening. The world turns and we're going to talk about it. Orlando, take it away. All right. So... So the other day I'm at an off price store and there's a guy and he has like a ton of clothes, just a ton of clothes. Right. And uh, I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. If, if you have been listening to the podcast, I used to work loss prevention and I used to like, you know, I guess arrest or like handcuff shoplifters and, you know, all that stuff back in the day. Detain. Detain. Well, it, it, it's citizens arrest, but yeah, detain, whatever. Okay. And uh, would I do that anymore? Not based on the laws in California, but this guy literally, this dude had, I want to say like 40 to 50 articles of clothing. And some of them were like clearance, which was kind of was like, you could have just legally bought these, yep. right? But he got on his bicycle. They didn't even jump onto a car, got on his bike. He actually dropped some stuff. And I'm like watching him. And, and part of me wanted to record this, you know? And I was like, eh. Uh, you know, because I'm kind of like getting shot over or stabbed. Yeah, no. And I also was in a interesting part of L.A. So I'm like, you know, yeah. it's not your stuff. You yeah. Know, well, OK, gonna, don't die for somebody else's. Stuff. And here's a, here's so I have a moral dilemma because, you know, there's that old Edmund Burke saying, you know, evil exists when good men do nothing. Right. And I'm watching this and I'm like, and, you know, I'm with my son. And so if I wasn't with my son, I may have done some done something. But, you know. 
Nope. Yeah, Those but there was this don't. like, there's nope. this inner nope. like, I know, I know, I know. Trust me, I got That's bit. the legislation. The I legislation know. is passed to make it that way. And and so I know you're gonna talk. Well, go ahead. Finish okay. So anyways, so anyways, he's dropping his head. He drops his. You know, he looks at me, and it's a perfect time because with our current health pro- health problem, you know, you can go disguised and it mm-hmm. looks normal, right? right? And he looks at me, and I look at him, and I'm like, hmm. This is weird. He just bikes off, right? I go in the store and, you know, I'm like, where is, where is your security? Right. And this has probably, probably been the fourth time in the last two months I've seen people take out of stores of stuff here in California. And, you know, when I used to work last prevention, those were times when we got to like tackle people and like we made arrests and all that. So I say this because it's a major problem. And again, we're not, we're not seeing this from a political angle. We're seeing this from a reselling angle. And this is how. You can't compete with it. You can't compete 100%. when they try and resell that stuff. Yeah. So when, I mean, so last summer there was a lot of, of you know, people breaking into stores and taking stuff. And then you look on OfferUp and it's like, oh, wow, there's a lot of things on here for really inexpensive, <laughs> yeah. you know? So there's a lot of hot, hot merchandise that's being sold. And it really is organized. And and I say this in oh, 100%. You, you've, got the, you've got the one-off peoples, but... The thing is, when with the current legislation, the way it's set up in in so in California, let me just preface: when I worked, anything if you stole more than three hundred ninety nine dollars, I mean, this was back in two thousand one, two thousand two, it was felony. Yep. Right now, it's what nine hundred and fifty. Yeah, and and it's only it's like an infraction, and it, yeah, and it's not even going to be prosecuted. Yeah, so right? it's 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 it the the if you're so the thing is, if you are an organized you know, ring, right. You get five, six people mm-hmm. going to multiple stores and mm-hmm. picking up a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff from each one. You pull it all together. All of a sudden you've got a lot of money. Right. And so you, you we're dealing with this. I mean, I, I know that a guy who manages or is like a district manager of home Depot around here, like our region. And in the news, it was like, there's guys doing that at home depots all over the place. And it happened in San Diego. And so yeah, when you see this happen and you look at the things that they're buying and and are not buying but taking, you're going to have a hard time competing with that, right? You're going to have a very difficult time on eBay or Amazon if people are picking up the stuff for free because they have no problem with the race to the bottom. They want to move hot merchandise. So they're yep. fine selling stuff. I mean, I I think that one of the deals that I got, you know, a couple of years ago, I have a feeling was some hot merchandise. Yeah. And then after like I had to put two and two together and then like they wanted to sell me more stuff. And it was such a shady deal that I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I don't feel comfortable. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And so I didn't I didn't deal with this person anymore. It was through a local deal. But it, it seems like they were willing to let stuff go for dirt cheap. And I'm like, well, I don't understand why they're selling this stuff for so cheap. And then like I'm like, you know, what? I think this is hot. And so w- when that's the issue, like you cannot you cannot compete with that because, yeah, they're going to flip that stuff really fast. They're going to flip it for cheap. And yeah, it's going to, it's, it's going to be devastating to, to our side of the market. Right. So you, people don't think of like the ripple effects. People think, oh, this is, it's just target. It's just going to, it's just going to, you know, they've got insurance. It's going to be fine, but they don't realize that there's ripple effects. Like it's, it's going to affect the resellers and we've got families and it's going to affect the community because big corporations aren't going to want to put businesses well, in communities. I mean, where that's my, my family is in San Francisco. Right. And so some of them aren't going to be able to get like medicines because Walgreens is pulling out. Right. CVS is leaving. Uh, and I want to, I want to keep it reseller really. We, we can go into the whole other side of it, but you know, like the Best Buy CEO. So Best Buy has had a major issue. You think about in Q4, like Best Buy has a lot of items that people want, right? Uh, you know, the off price stores that I'm going to has a, 
luckily they're not (laughs) there's nobody going out there with a hot toy and like running out the store but they might be right but you know the best buy ceo said uh she said that the retailer will prioritize the safety of staff and customers even if that means criminals are running out the door with stolen goods all right and this is different this is way different i mean back in the day people would get detained you would try to stop them and now it's just it's a free-for-all and i know in california it's a free-for-all and it's pretty brazen right when i worked at macy's we had we did have somebody go in and like smash all our jewelry steal all our jewelry you know um luckily they didn't get to all of it because it was in the safe but this happened like in the middle of the night you know it was like three in the morning and they broke one of the glass doors and they came in this is being done in the middle of the day right and so people aren't caring so i say all this because you just, you know, when you're sourcing, right, make sure that when you see items that are on Amazon specifically that are being sold at rock bottom and you're like, how are they making profit? There's only two options. One, it's they made, somebody made a wholesale deal or a clearance deal and they got stuff for really cheap or the other stuff, it's stolen goods, right? And there's no way you can compete with it. So for me, it's time to move on from that item, right? It's just, it's, it's going to be tough because... These organized rings, let me give you an example. When I worked for Target, Nicorette was one of the things that's stolen all the time. And what they would do is they would take those big totes, you know, like the storage totes that we use, and they'd fill it with Nicorette and they close it and they put it in carts and they just go out the store. And they would hit 20, like 20 stores a day. So we would warn each other stores, hey, by the way, we just got hit, you know, or we would arrest somebody and, and we would say, hey, by the way, there may be other rings. So these rings are looking for one item particular that's going to bring them profit. Right. They're not they're not just going in and grabbing whatever. Like they they scope out the place. They know what they want. And they they also have multiple people involved, like you said, because you can't charge everyone and they're not going to anyways. Right. I mean, that's how it's been here in California. Yeah. if it's I mean, if it's nine hundred dollars, I mean, I'm not going to be willing to be arrested for nine hundred dollars of profit. But if I go in and this is just hypothetical, I've never steal anything. But (laughs) but if I can get eight hundred ninety five dollars worth of stuff and you go in and get eight hundred ninety five dollars worth of stuff and we pull it together like. Neither one of us, it's almost zero risk. You yeah. Know, that's why these these people are able to do this. Yeah. And and these and these rings, usually the people that are stealing don't even like and they don't, you know, sell the stuff. No. They they they're being paid. Hey, we'll give you 200 bucks, yep. you know, if they're you just bring back these it, items. 100 yeah. percent Because they don't have connections to the buyer. So and this has been an ongoing thing. I mean, when I worked at Target, we we busted a theft ring and they were selling all kinds of stuff on eBay uh, back in the day. There was, you know, no Amazon sales at that time. Um, And again, I don't I don't think it's the fault of of the platform. I mean, it's hard. How is Amazon eBay going to determine, you know? But anyways, just a heads up, because I think with retail arbitrage, it's going to make a major impact. I think it may even change retail arbitrage i mean before there used to be limits on how much you could buy there could be maybe now soon limits to how much is on a floor right at one time yeah there's already we see that in a lot of places where a lot of merchandise just gets locked up oh yeah our walmart some of our walmart like they have like the, like the cosmetics the, like even the dickies clothing yeah. right even like the work gloves even like it, it bandana like it's obnoxious Right. Work boots that are they're not even like they're like Brahma boots. They're not like they're not like Danner boots and they're locked up, you know. So. So anyways, uh, you know, again, we don't try to be political, but understand that, like, as a reseller, your vote counts and it affects your business. Right. And so if you put people in power that are are soft on some of these things, it's going to eventually come back and haunt your business. So just be aware that it's as political as we will get, I think. 
So for now, for now. All right. Hey, um, along with that though, let's talk about Amazon. Uh, Amazon, they had a record black Friday record breaking. Yeah. Makes sense. I believe it. Right. And, uh, again, this tells me, and this is what is what it tells me is that if you're trying to do third party selling retail arbitrage and stuff, Amazon is still a place to go, right? We still have Walmart Plus and there's like other companies, but I got to tell you, like I, if I, if, if somebody were to tell me Orlando right now, I'm trying to do retail arbitrage and a lot of people are trying to sell me on Walmart Plus or a lot of people are trying to sell me on this because even, even Target has third party sellers. Have you seen those? Yeah. It's wild. I don't even know how you get access to that because Target hates resellers, right? Oh, wait, not when it benefits them. All right. Um, Amazon is the place to go. And and I've mentioned before, I, did I mention on, on the previous podcast how like I would order stuff at three in the afternoon and it would arrive at my house by 745 in the morning mm-hmm. the next day. Right. So if, if, you know, right now, if you're looking up toys, right. And, and right now I think, I don't know if Amazon really restricted the merchant fulfilled like they did in previous years. If you haven't done Amazon, you know, just check out, can you sell a merchant fulfilled? I guarantee you will sell that item a lot faster than you will on eBay. Right. They said here, Amazon said it rang up record breaking sales between Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Meanwhile, U.S. shoppers spent $10.7 billion on Cyber Monday, according to data from Adobe Analytics, marking a 1.4% decline from a year ago levels. Popular purchases on Amazon included, you know, AirPods, Fire Stick, all that stuff. Okay. But here's the thing. While the rest of the market, right? So I'm, I'm sure eBay didn't have like a stellar day. It might have had a lot of good sales, but I'm sure it wasn't close. Amazon still carried, right? And so this is why I always push, you know, if you ever get a chance, maybe this Q4 you can't, but maybe one of the goals in the new year is going, hey, let me try out Amazon. Let me see what I can do. Again, it's it's getting more restricted. So the longer you take to get into Amazon, the more difficult it's going to take uh, to, get, to get in there. But uh, I anticipate that this next week and a half is just going to go insane. Uh, and if we do have a supply chain crunch and you do have inventory, it's going to go well, you know, so something to think about. And, the, and, the, and, you know, we've, we've got, wow, we've gone pretty long. We haven't even like gone through all this. Uh, Mike and I were like, Hey, not that many people are probably going to listen. It's holiday time and let's keep it short. And we're doing a regular pod. Um, we could tighten it up. We, we can. Okay. Hey, shipping, nothing new, but, uh, you know, we get asked questions all the time, like Orlando, Mike, what do I do? I shipped something out. Didn't make it. Um, most people are understanding, you know, as long as you, you, you do respond quickly. And I will say right now, shipment times are, are crazy. If you can, I would avoid the post office. I would go FedEx. I would go UPS. I'm finding a lot more success with those carriers. Uh, but if, you know, sometimes the best deal is to ship through the post office and you kind of can't avoid it because there's a big difference in price. I strongly suggest, you know, you reply to your buyer quickly and you, you know, you let them know, Hey, I'm going to, I'm working on it. Um, you know, there are delays if, and I usually put like a time frame. I say, Hey, if it doesn't get there by this date, please let me know. And we can work something out. And usually it kind of works out. So have you had any of those lately or you've been pretty lucky lately? Yeah, it it hasn't been too bad so far. I mean, we ship pretty quick, and I think most people are pretty aware that things take a long time. But uh, it I, I just anticipate that as the weeks go, it's the shipping are, it's going to get slower and slower. And we, we definitely have people who are occasionally like, "My item hasn't come yet," and it's like, "Well, it's you know, here's the tracking information. We've sent it out. We've done our part. Like, hope it arrives." Yeah, 
And, and if you're brand new, buy your labels from eBay. And on Amazon, you have to buy it from Amazon. But the reason being is the tracking will protect you. It protects you from chargebacks. It protects you from slow shipping. It, it, it's key. All right. That's all we have for reseller topics. So, I like it. So, all right. Are we ready for Before we go, though, if you're looking for a bolo to shave your head, there's this thing called the skull shaver. And I've been super busy. Like Mike showed up today and the only way I was able to have my head cleaned up for this podcast was to use a skull shaver while I was on the road. Yep. Yeah, that's great. I've actually started using it in my classroom before the kids get in. Just real quick, make sure my head looks good. Because I go to the gym and I, I, I don't really like doing it in the car. I've done it a few times. But you know, any kind of distraction when you're driving, I, I agree. Think I'm not, yeah, I agree. So, I agree. Uh, so I've I've stopped doing it in the car, but I've got a good ten minutes before the kids get in, and I've got it my classroom set up, and yeah, real fast, boom, skull shaver. And if you're looking for a great gift to put under the tree, right, for that slowly balding individual or the person that you're like, you know, he would look sharp if he was bald, right? Go to skullshaver.com. Use our promo code Pure. Guaranteed, it's going to be the closest shave next to a razor, but the easiest shave with no nicks. And it will give you that smooth look. Again, schoolshaver.com. Our promo code is pure. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? We're ready. What's your bolo? Mike, what is your bolo? So you've been selling a lot of Hot Wheels, and I've actually sold quite a few, and we've we've talked about them in the past, but not specifically as a bolo, but it's something I picked up. I picked up a lot of of random uh, like Coca-Cola collectible stuff. And several of the pieces in here were El Buddy uh, trucks. Oh, so yeah. They're Buddy L. Buddy L. Buddy L. Yeah, that's what it is. Buddy L. Buddy L. Collectible. Uh, I saw your stash. Yeah. And yeah. I've been selling quite a few of them. And it's been nice because uh, it was like I paid like $30 for a whole lot of stuff. And I was kind of thinking, I don't really know. I didn't even look any of it up. When the guy said, yeah. um, I think he was like, uh, you know, 35 for everything. And I like threw one more thing in. And I was like, yeah, I could. What about 30? And. Uh, and then I threw like another thing and I went up to 35. So but anyways, I got all this stuff for about 30 bucks. And uh, I was like, you know what? I think a couple of these things should sell. Uh, worst case, I don't know. Some of it might be junk. And I've been killing it on the the Buddy L stuff. And so it was like, man, this this haul turned out to be a really good haul. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know before then that Buddy L was like a thing. So I'm just looking at my Coca-Cola's. That's one of those things where it's either very, very valuable or it's worthless, right? Yeah, a no, lot of I things agree. are like that. And the so Coke stuff especially, like yeah. you gotta be careful with that. And and luckily, now I know if I see Buddy L, I mean, I'm not talking like huge amounts, but like pretty small trucks that are selling for like 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. And if you can pick them up for a couple bucks at a garage sale, especially if they're still in box. And a lot of times with those Coca-Cola collectible things, people aren't opening them. They keep them in their boxes. And so you know, they sell pretty good. So and even with dinged up boxes, I take pictures of the outsides of the boxes and here's the damage in the boxes, and people still want them. All right, so mine is uh, it's super generic. So, but hopefully it helps because, you know, one of the things that happens after Q four is there's a lot of clearance sales, right? So a lot of people go to the outlets. You know, uh, you try to do some retail arbitrage, and I th- I don't know if you guys know, but like sample stuff sells well, right? And, and what I mean by sample is usually like a company like Nike, they'll try to you know they they have something as a product that's a sample and. You know, they do, it doesn't go into major production. Maybe they make, you know, a few hundred or a few thousand and then they put it into their stores or whatever. And again, it's not always the winner. You kind of have to have an eye. You kind of got to do the research. Um, but every company has sample stuff, right? Vans has sample stuff. 
Um, I'm trying to think of other companies. Uh, Carhartt sometimes may have a sample item, whatever, whatever the brand is. But definitely look up sample items because a lot of the times they're unique and one of a kind and they can go for more money. Mm. So have you ever come across sample items before? Uh, yeah, I haven't even really looked for it. Yeah, and that's the thing. You don't you don't know. And, and, and you know, they're they're pretty easy. Sometimes they'll say sample, not for resale, but that's okay because it's not, it's for the, you know, that Retailers. store, yeah. for the retailer. They can't resell it, but you can resell it. Right. Um, one of my biggest hauls ever uh, was a whole bunch of boots that I got that were samples uh, of a great brand and they all sold well. And the reason they sold well was because they had their different colorways and different patterns that you couldn't buy. And so people wanted like a unique look. And so they were willing to buy the sample item. So definitely keep an eye out for sample items when you're doing uh, any kind of retail arbitrage at the outlets and so on, especially as, you know, Q4 winds down and, and a lot of companies are just trying to offload their merchandise. Good. I like it. All right. So what are you looking forward to here? Uh, I'm looking forward to, I, I cleared out one of my trailers uh, a couple days ago to get some stuff out of it. And I found some things that I had sourced that I kind of just like stuck in there because I didn't have anywhere for it at the time. Okay. And I'm like, man, I got to get this stuff listed. And so I'm kind of just looking, I hate listing, but I'm looking forward to getting stuff listed because, you know, listing, it just, it triggers that algorithm. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather have the money in my bank than to have items sitting in a trailer. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the money that's going to come from listing stuff that's kind of just been sitting there. What about you? So I'm excited about this next week and a half. I love, I'm, I'm getting a little sad because Q4 is going to be ending here soon. But uh, I am, I'm, a, I'm excited about the fact that this is the peak. This is when things take off. And I kind of played, uh, you know, a risky game where there's a certain items that there were too many people selling it for a lot less than I thought it should be sold for. And uh, I wouldn't, I, I always say with Amazon, you either be the first one in and sell it quick or you'd be the last one. And on this one, I decided to wait and it's, and it's actually paying off. Uh, I, you know, I sold a few in the beginning because I wanted to see the velocity of how quickly the item would sell. And sure enough, like the moment I posted within the hour, it's selling. And so I have a lot of these items and I've been selling through them and, you know, I'm looking forward to shipping all these out. I'll share this more, but I did more merchandise fulfillment, seller fulfilled on Amazon this year than I did FBA. And one of the reasons being that one of the items, uh, it just wasn't worth it um, as far as profit wise to send them all into uh, Amazon. It was better for me to just ship them out. And the ranking was low enough that it was worth it to me. And so, yeah, I'm just looking forward to that. I love, I love the hunt of like the week before Christmas because prices really do begin to climb. And if you have an item that no one else is able to find, but you find it, it goes for a lot more money. And so like every store you go into, when you find it, you're like, all right, I just made $200. I just made $400. I just made, you know what I mean? You find like six of an item, like I just made a thousand bucks. And so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I have had to drive far and wide, but uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Something about it. Like I, I mentioned an Instagram post where I love sourcing for Amazon, but it's the eBay sales that keep me going. Mm -hmm. Right. And so uh, this is a, a time where Amazon kind of functions like eBay a little bit because there's treasure out there yep. and you're trying to find it. So that's what I'm looking forward to. So nice. 
All right. Hey, hopefully you're having an amazing Q4. Uh, looking forward to sharing all that, you know, we were able to, <laughs> to do during this Q4 in a few weeks. But hope you're having excellent sales. Hope you're, you know, everything's been going well. And, and by the way, make sure you're spending time with family. That's one thing I didn't talk about. But this Q4, one of the reasons it's not as great for me as other Q4s is, you know, I only have so much time with my kids and yep. I've been spending a lot more time with my kids than normally I would during a Q4. And I, I have no regrets. With that being said, make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Leads. Peace. Peace.